Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of the day's message is Joy Really Is Our Strength. This is going to be a great message. I'm going to share my journey into becoming fully convinced of joy's importance and also how to access it. Hey, we just started our culture of empowerment course on Monday, January. It's excuse me, Monday, June 6th. Let's get my dates right. And it's not too late to still be a part of that 12 week course. It's going to be great. Hey, let me talk about joy. Now, if you've listened to these podcasts, you know I value joy. I say at the end of the podcast every time. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. (laughs) And I say, we don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. And I say, pretty much for everybody listening today, it's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. And you know, I've never found that out, that there's a convenient time. So how did I become convinced. Well, in the early 90s, when I was learning about hope and learning that Romans 15, 13 was one of the most important verses in the Bible for overcomers, where it says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I wanted hope, but I didn't want joy because my religious mindset felt that God wasn't happy with me Therefore, why should I be happy with me? And if I was joyful, I probably wasn't getting it. I wasn't really understanding things. And during that time in the 90s, a phenomenon broke out called holy laughter. And what holy laughter was, there'd be a meeting and someone would be in the meeting. Someone who wasn't planning on laughing would start laughing. They'd try to stop laughing. They couldn't. Sometimes whole sections of people would start laughing, and they tried to stop. They couldn't. Sometimes preachers would come to the pulpit fully planning on preaching, and then they would just open their mouths, and all that would come out would be laughter. (laughs) As I observed that, I was troubled, and I was uncomfortable. Troubled and uncomfortable. I thought, God may want us a little happy, but I don't think he wants us that happy. I'm going to look in the Bible and actually see if joy is in there. And so I'm going to share some Bible verses. We'll see how far we can get in this podcast, probably continue this in a a later podcast as well. But he showed me, Nehemiah 8.10, I've already referred to it. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And it's God's joy that's our strength that gets on the inside of us. And I have a theory that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. Let me say that again. I have a theory that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. And I love doing these podcasts. We're doing a simulcast live on YouTube right now. Tanya, thanks for joining us. If you're listening to the podcast, why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel We're going to strengthen the content there in the next months and years. So I need strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And I need strength now. I've got a lot of things going. You've got a lot of things going. 
uncertainties, frustrations, things that haven't worked out the way we thought they would work out, but the joy of the Lord still is our strength. He showed me Proverbs 17, 22, where it says, A merry heart is good like medicine. Dr. God says, I've got a prescription for you. Steve, I want you to laugh heartily three times a day. (laughs) And science has caught up with the Bible again and proven the health benefits of laughter. If you'll just do an online search of laughter and health, you're going to find some great things. I won't go into the details of that right now, but I wrote a book called Possessing Joy, A Secret to Strength and Longevity. It's an eight-week devotional or group study that talks about joy, the biblical priority of joy, how to get joy. And I also include a lot of studies that have been done about people whose health have been dramatically improved through laughter, through laughter. David prayed in Psalm 51, restore to me the joy of your salvation. One of the greatest prayers we can pray is, Lord, restore to me the joy of your salvation. I pray it right now for me. I pray it right now for you. And if you don't know Jesus and you're listening to this, receiving Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord is the greatest thing that we can do in all of life. And David, the great king, he was at a low moment and committed adultery and murder. And he prayed that. I don't want to get as low as David got. It says in Psalm 100, serve the Lord with gladness. <laughs> serve the Lord with gladness. And I believe this, that gladness in our current level is one of the indicators that we've passed the tests at the level we're at and we're ready for more. You see, faithfulness is a law of the Spirit. If we're faithful at one level, we'll be taken to another level of increased uh, influence, responsibility, opportunities. But faithfulness is not just showing up. It's how we think when we show up. Faithfulness is not just showing up. It's how we think when we show up. And, and gladness, serve the Lord with gladness. Once we've let go of gladness at the level we're at, it's one of the signs that we're not ready for another level. I'm not talking about a bad day or a bad week. I'm just talking about consistently not being glad with responsibilities, with the season that we're in. And because Jeremiah, he says these encouraging words, if we can't run with a footman, how are we going to run with a horseman? And so gladness is an indicator. And we all have reasons why we shouldn't be glad right now in the assignments that we're in, that the responsibilities we have, this season of our life. It says in Hebrews 1.9, I'm just giving you a few of the verses that have stood out to me. Hebrews 1.9, it says, Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness above all his companions. Jesus was the most glad being on the planet. He, he had a literal oil of gladness. Isaiah 61 talks about the oil of joy. And I remember in that season, it felt like the Lord said, Steve, I want you to pull out your oil of gladness dipstick. I pulled it out and there was nothing on it. (laughs) He said, Steve, what happens to a car that runs out of oil? Well, it burns up. It seizes up. He says, what happens to a leader? What happens to a leader? that runs out of the oil of gladness. They burn out, they seize up. 
Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness. He was anointed with the oil above all his companions. He created a culture of gladness around him. Great leaders create a culture of gladness around them. Because if you, if you have a culture of gladness, great parents have a culture of gladness. If you have that, you've let go of a lot of stuff. You've let go of perfectionism. <laughs> you've let go of bad identity beliefs. You've, you've let go of unhealthy methods to try to control and influence people. Gladness. It says in Psalm 1611, it says, in his presence. What's it say? Is halfness of joy? <laughs> no, it says, in his presence is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Listen to this. We may not be outrageously joyful every time we're in his presence, but if we're never outrageously joyful in his presence, we may not be as much in his presence as we thought we were. <laughs> we may not be outrageously joyful every time we're in his presence, but if we're never outrageously joyful in his presence, we may not be as much in his presence as we thought we were. A chronic lack of joy is a representation of an incomplete God encounter. Whew, these are things I'm learning in the desert. These are things that are convincing me uh, of, of joy's importance. Rich, thank you for being on our YouTube Live. Yes, count it all joy. You reference a verse in James 1, 2 to 4, which is so powerful. I'm not even going to get into that verse. There's so many great verses on, on the topic of joy. He showed me Luke 2.10. It's the announcement that the angel gave to the shepherds about baby Jesus. And I think that was an important announcement. And of all the topics in Christianity, man, I've got, I've got bookshelves full of books on all kinds of topics, prayer, love, evangelism, discipleship, demonology, apostolic, uh, uh, prophetic, how to pastor people, how, how, to, how to set people free with the, the anointing. Out of all the topics of Christianity, listen to what was chosen for the angel to announce to the shepherds. This is, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, great joy, which will be for all the people. Man, I'm reading that. Maybe joy is important. Maybe joy is not the optional fruit of the Spirit just for certain personalities. <laughs> Maybe I need to pursue it. I'm amazed at that. That was the focus of Jesus. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all the people. It's for everybody. It was highlighted at that moment. And it's great joy. I've got a dog at home. He's actually in the room. I'm doing the podcast in right now, sleeping. His name's Buddy. And Buddy is one of my joy mentors. He's a, he's a schnoodle mixture of a giant schnauzer, standard poodle, big guy, about a year and a half old. But when I come home, like I came home from a ministry trip last night about midnight, and I want to let you know, Buddy had great joy. He didn't walk up to me slowly and look at me and say, I'm joyful on the inside. 
Now he has joy unbarkable and full of glory. Joy unbarkable and full of glory. I mean, he's wagging his tail so hard, I'm concerned he's going to pull a back muscle. His joy shows. He's one of my joy mentors. And then the verse that really gets me is Romans 14, 17, where it says, The kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom is not about meat or drink, but about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy is one-third of the kingdom. I remember when I first heard somebody say that, I thought, I don't think so. I don't think it's that important. (laughs) But I'm convinced right now it it, it is. Because, you know, whether it's righteousness, peace, and joy, I believe all of the kingdom can fit under one, one of those three. And one of the reasons that I've become convinced that joy is one-third of the kingdom is because once you start pursuing it, it's like going up to the headwaters of joy. And the higher you go, the Holy Spirit just says, well, you can't take that with you. It's kind of like having a backpack full of negative mindsets. And the higher you go, you got to let go of them. Yep. Hey, Steve, you know this thing about you getting easily offended? Ah, yes, Lord. Well, you can't take that up there with you. You got to get rid of that. You know this critical spirit that you call discernment? Ah, yes, Lord. You got to get rid of that too, because you can't take that up to the headwaters of joy. You know this unworthiness and shame that you carry around? Ah, yes, Lord. Well, you got to find a way to get rid of that, too, because that can't go up there. You know, this discouragement, this victim mindset, this pessimism? Uh, yes, Lord. Uh, you can't take that up there with you either. And that, so I've become convinced that when we pursue joy and we're not passive about joy, we understand why it's one-third of the kingdom. One-third of the kingdom. But it's amazing that if it's one-third of the kingdom, then why do we hear so few messages on the topic of joy? Well, I've got a theory on that. Because under a religious mindset, it's impossible to be joyful. Because if you are joyful, you're not getting it. You're not getting it, because if you really got it, you'd understand God has just about had enough of you. (laughs) He's about had enough of you. He's so frustrated and disappointed with you, he's about ready to implode. You prayed one hour, you should have prayed two. You fasted for three days, but you had a marshmallow on day two, and now God is angry. (laughs) I don't even like marshmallows, but that marshmallow looks so good. (laughs) Religion only celebrates and becomes joyful with perfection. And families celebrate and become joyful with progress. And I teach a lot on that. Families celebrate and become joyful with progress. When our toddlers are learning to walk, we celebrate the one step. We don't focus on them falling down. We cheer them on. Woohoo! You're doing good. You're doing good. 
That's how God wants us to treat ourselves. He wants us to treat ourselves by celebrating our progress. The joy of the Lord, it's it, this heaviness, this, this thing that the religious mindset brings of never measuring up, never doing enough, always feeling bad about ourselves, being opposed to ourselves. We rob ourselves of the strength of the Lord. So joy really is our strength. It really is. And again, my book, Possessing Joy, A Secret to Strength and Longevity, will be a big help on this. After the first of the year, we're planning on releasing a book called Igniting Joy in 40 Days. I've got a book I'm working on called The Culture of Gladness as well. And I love just being one of the people in the body of Christ that trumpets joy. Now, we know we don't laugh all the time. We weep with those who weep. We get that. But we need the joy. And I believe one of the keys, and I share this at the end of podcasts as well, is learning how to delight in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37, verse 4. The context of that verse is that we're delighting with unfulfilled desires. We have things that we want to see happen that haven't happened yet. That's an unfulfilled desire, whether it's a, something in your personal life, something in your health, in your family, in your nation, in your finances, in your church, in your business. It's a desire. And as we delight... The delighting piece is our strength. It breaks off heaviness. It breaks off lies. The delighter's mantra is this. Woohoo! I can't wait to see what you're going to do about this, Lord. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this area of my life, what you're going to do in my family. I'm so excited to see, God, because the delighter's focus is on the Lord. We glory in Him. We magnify the Lord. We don't magnify the problem. Hey, I, I hope you've been blessed by this message. We'll teach more on joy uh, in the future. And I believe this, that if joy is one-third of the kingdom, at least one-third of us should believe one of our primary assignments is to advance the kingdom through joy, is to pursue joy, understand joy, Understand the reasons that we're not joyful <laughs> and, and creatively release joy through teaching. Some of you might be Christian comedians. You might start uh, laughter therapy. <laughs> it's, the, it's endless to what we could do. Hey, Steve Backlin here. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much also for those of you who are watching the simulcast on YouTube. We just are thankful for you. Thank you for those who have uh, written some things in the chat box. We appreciate that, Rich and, and Tiffany. Thank you uh, for, for doing that so much. And Tanya, it, it, it just, it just means, means a lot. Hey, we're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And we have the power to help make it so. We're committed here at Igniting Hope Ministries to help you get rid of the lies 
that are creating your lack of hope, the, the disempowerment that comes from those lies, and to believe the truth that will make you free. And increasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. We've already said the joy of the Lord is your strength. I usually say that at the end of the podcast, but I've said it a lot today. Hey, if you like this message, why don't you tell somebody else about it? Why don't you tell? We have thousands of people every week listening to our podcast. Why don't you tell somebody else about these podcasts? We're, we're encouraging. We connect people to the Lord. We, we, we help people break off self-limiting beliefs. Hey, one of our great staff members, Ash Anderson, in a few weeks is starting a course called Unhindered, a five-week online course. It is really powerful. She did it last year. She's doing it again. That's coming up. As I said earlier, we've just started the course, The Culture of Empowerment. You can find our courses on ignitinghopeacademy.com, ignitinghopeacademy.com. If you're a leader, and you're new to our ministry, and you want to get some of the best leadership content, I believe that that's around. This course, The Culture of Empowerment with my brother, Dr. Phil Backlund, is a great course using our revised business and organizational version of the book, The Culture of Empowerment. And also, my new book out with Tracy Rice called Declare It has 96 different areas of life with 15 different declarations for each of the areas. It's a great resource for those who want breakthrough in their life because whatever you're facing, that book is going to have biblically-based truths to declare and calling those things that are not as though they are in our lives. As I've been doing also, I've at the end of our podcast, I take five seconds for you to pray for Igniting Hope Ministries. We have felt your prayers and travel and ministry and and protection and blessing on our team. We appreciate it so much. And I've not only benefited by it, but also I've, I've sought to teach a model of how to attach faith in small things. As a young leader, I said, Lord, I can't wait until I do something great for you. He said, Steve, instead of waiting to do something great, why don't you attach great faith to what you're doing right now, and it will become great. I'd rather attach great faith to five seconds of prayer than praying 30 minutes without attaching faith to it. So please take five seconds, and why don't you pray for my wife, Wendy, and me and our team, Igniting Hope, just whatever's on your heart for five seconds. Thank you. Amen, amen. Woohoo! Your prayers are powerful and effective. Hey, just... Um, Anyway, we can serve you. If you're not signed up for our newsletter, you can go to our, our website, ignitinghope.com, and find out about that. All right. Thank you so much. Those watching live on YouTube, my wife, Wendy, is going to be on tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. If she gets all the technology right, she's on her own. So we're going to see if she can do that. 8.30 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time tomorrow morning. Wendy Backlund's going to be on this YouTube channel and on Facebook. Hey, just uh, so good. Sarah, thanks for joining us as well on our YouTube Live. All right, God bless everybody. Thank you so much. We'll look forward to being 
with you again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.